People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. This is The Goose Call. The juice of the goose. A podcast for our Goose Creek School District. Welcome back to Goose Creek's new podcast, The Goose Call. This is our third and final episode in this series where we wrap up our discussion about COVID-19 and the safe reopening of schools. Today, we'll hear from our most important audience, our community. Okay, hello. We are here with Dr. Marissa Moreno, one of our parents in Goose Creek CISD. Uh, Dr. Moreno, tell us a little bit about yourself and how many children you have in the district. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. I have lived in Baytown for over 40 years. Uh, I attended Robert E. Lee High School. I attended Baytown Junior and Travis Elementary. Um, So I'm a product of the Goose Creek Schools. I have two children, one of which that just graduated in the class of 2020 virtually from Lee High School. And I have a ninth grader, incoming ninth grader, that will be attending Impact Early College High School. Okay, so tell us, uh, as a parent, from your perspective, what's your comfort level in sending your children back to school this fall? You know, I had to really think through that. I think for me, it's, you know, mental health is super important for our students. And I know, at least for my youngest, it's it's something, you know, going into ninth grade, although it may be different going and meeting new people virtually, I think it's also important for him to have that interaction. But I also have concerns with, you know, the instructor, the teachers in there, and how is how are they going to be able to maintain that, that social distancing? I was able to listen to your board meeting. That was three hours long, uh, talk, talking about the extensive plan. I felt comfortable with the plan that was given based on the parameters that were given from the Texas Education Agency. I, I do still have concerns, though, for the instructors, but uh, the teachers, but I do feel confident that you are going to do your very best to ensure their safety and the safety of the students. So I'm, I'm fine with, with Diego going back initially virtually and then also going back through the hybrid model uh, half days so that you're able to maintain the social distancing. So what are some of the the talking points that you have at the dinner table with your family? So I'm sure you talk to, you know, your children about what that's going to look like and what they feel comfortable with. How how are those conversations going? I mean, I think that we're very open about what's going on in the world. We talk a lot about the pandemic and what it looks like. And even though sometimes you may see more than most or one-sided media showing one parts of it and pieces of it, bottom line, it's a pandemic that we're un- we don't know anything about, different from the flu, right, where there are vaccines. And both of my children are very cautious. They know the importance of wearing a mask. They know the importance of social distancing. And not so much because of, of for the safety of them and our family, but for the safety of other people. And so we we talk a lot about, you know, what does that look like? You know, when we go in area spaces, are we maintaining the distance? What are you hearing from other parents as, as there are conversations or comments? Do you feel like all parents are thinking alike? Do they align with you? Or are you hearing different perspectives? I mean, I think it's hard for parents to make a decision based on the different like sides of it. I mean, it's 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 hard to figure out is the CDC going to make a decision based off this and is this United States going to follow that? And then is our governor going to follow that? And then is TEA going to follow that? So there's so many different spe- spectrums or so many different areas that you're having to take into consideration. So are you planning to send your children or, or sending your, you know, Diego to school face-to-face when that time comes? Yes. I opted out of online instruction. Okay. Why did you choose that? It's his freshman year. And I have to trust again that, you know, he is going to be able to maintain some level of distancing, at least until we know more about it. I am more comfortable knowing that school is going to start later 
And then you're on top of it, you're adding three weeks, if not more, because of now the standards are, or the TA has right. changed the standards a little bit, if if needed, right? Because I, I trust that you are watching the CDC and, mm-hmm. and what the recommendations are. But by that point, we should know more. And And I feel like the online instruction, he was not getting what he needed. Not that he... He couldn't, but he wasn't getting the socio-emotional, uh, socio-emotional, you know, um, interactions that he really, I think, mm-hmm. is a really important part of his formative years. And so I look forward to him making new friends and, and going. And even if it's in a hyper capacity, I look forward to that. Okay, we are here with Sheila Sursalo, and she is a first grade teacher at Clark Elementary here in Goose Creek CISD. Sheila, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself as well as your teaching experience and anything else you would like for us to know about you. Okay. Well, my name is Sheila Sorcello, and I have two children who went from kinder all the way through 12th grade here in the district. This is my eighth year teaching. I teach at Clark Elementary, and I teach first grade gate there. Previously, before Clark opened, I taught kindergarten at Carver, and I graduated from UHCL. All right. We start off the school year with three weeks of online instruction. So how will that look different compared to your instruction in the spring? What I'm planning to do, right, we're still learning what our expectations are and what we're going to be doing. But as far as, like, for me, um, I'm trying to take into consideration that my students have been home roughly five months or something. And so their skills may not be where they would have been otherwise, starting off just What I want to do for my students is I want to model, then give them the opportunity to do that, making sure that as I am teaching virtually online, doing a lot of modeling out loud, I think even more so, be more thoughtful and mindful of it, and then having my students when they're reading at home, reminding them, oh, this is what we've already done. This is what I've showed you. Now giving them maybe one specific thing that I want them to focus on when they're reading just to help to build those skills. Okay. So the synchronous piece where they have to be on at a certain time and off at a certain time, what are your, what are your, uh, are you excited about that? Are you worried about that? What are your thoughts on that? I've been thinking about it and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, because during the first couple of weeks of school, we are building our rules and procedures and we're building our classroom family. And I'm thinking, oh my, if I'm doing this all virtually, I have the potential to have a lot of time on my hands. So I've been thinking of ways that I could maximize that time. Because when we do go back to the classroom, even if it's hybrid where some students are in the classroom or maybe some parents choose for continual uh, virtual learning, when we do get back to the classroom, I'm going to need some time to build my classroom Mm -hmm. family right, together in school, practicing those rules and procedures so that students know how we do things in first grade. So I've been thinking that um, I'm going to maximize that time by building number sense with my students, working on just five as an anchor number in first grade. So working, building number sense with five and then moving on to 10 and some other numbers. So I, I think I'm going to spend a lot of time with that. Another thing that I'd like to do, because our whole lives have been turned upside down, working on like our keystone traits that we use in Goose Creek. So kindness, empathy, how are we feeling? Even though we're not in school, I'm going to use that time to really build a classroom family and let students know that I know this looks different. I know it looks different than your kindergarten year started, 
but we're going to work through all this together. That's great. So you mentioned, you know, when we do come back. So at some point, you know, we're going to have students who choose the face-to-face hybrid model. As a teacher, what's your personal comfort level with returning to -to face-to-face with students? I'm really excited and I'm very comfortable with it. I'm used to wearing a mask, maybe not for the extended day, but I'm I'm very comfortable with it. I think Goose Creek puts their students and staff and their safety, including their physical and their emotional safety, at the top. And so I'm I'm very comfortable with it. It's awesome. So I think this is our last question, but we have a lot of community that, of course, is very interested in the teacher voice. So if you could say one thing to our community right now about this upcoming school year, what would that be to our parents and and to our community members of Baytown? One thing, boy. Um, <laughs> One thing. I would say educators are in the business of students and families. And I always tell my first grade parents, I've been a first grade parent before too, I promise I'm going to do everything I can to love and protect your baby. And that means all parts of them. Right, physically, emotionally, socially, academically. And so this year, it's, it isn't any different. We're going to do everything we can to love and protect your children, just like they were my own. And I know that educators across Goose Creek feel the same way. We're going to do what we have to do. And it's, we're going to make it. It's going to be an exciting school year. And we, there are some bridges we're going to cross, some we're going to pass, but we're going to, we're going to be great. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so here at Goose Creek, we always take our student voice into consideration. Of course, you guys are our top priority. Interacting with students is hands down the best part of our job. I want to welcome one of Goose Creek's finest, Evan Kerr. Evan, tell us about yourself. Hey, um, I'm Evan. I go to Lehigh School. I'm a rising senior. So just like every family in, you know, Goose Creek and Texas, they're having discussions on on what they're going to choose to do for next school year. Face-to-face, 100% virtual. I'm sure you and your family have had this conversation. What do you see yourself doing in the fall? Do you see yourself going to campus when we start, you know, that model or staying 100% virtual? Right. You know, like, I think we have the three weeks mandatory virtual. And then after that, proposed plan could change again, you know, because we don't know it. So it's so unpredictable. But as far if the plan was implemented as it is right now i think it would it would really depend on how the, the cases are going if there was you know if they were still increasing exponentially as they are right now i would be i'd be probably pretty worried about going but if they were if they were starting to plateau or if there was you know a downward slope in how many cases per day especially in texas then i think i'd be more open to going but it really depends on just how many people there are getting it so safety is is a what you're going to measure whether yeah it's because i mean it's not even most of us I think could, and this is this may be kind of naive, but most of us could probably deal with the virus if we got it. But I mean, we all have families. We all have, you know, we're all around people who are more susceptible to to dying from it than we are. You know, whether it's from pre-existing diseases or even age or anything. So I think it'd be kind of irresponsible to willingly put yourself around a lot of people when you can do similar work without having to do that. So it seems like you, your stance is, you know, cautious, but also realistic. You know, we see, especially in adults, a lot of individuals that are on both sides of the spectrum. As far as students go, 
I think probably the the mindset that most students have is probably similar to mine. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's tough to say because it's mostly anecdotal. But I would say that I've seen most most like most kids that I've seen have been wearing masks um, whenever I see them you know, out in public or whatever. But it's really you know it's it's hard to say honestly. It's because this isn't something that should be you know being a a partisan issue or some uh or an issue that you should have an extreme stance on you know you either uh, wear a mask or you don't you know you either endanger a lot of people and you don't so i think i have you know faith in you know my peers to to do the right thing but we'll see that's great do you do you think that your generation is more equipped to handle the pandemic socially with your you know reliance on social media and and you know how you communicate i think yes i think our relationship is kind of our um, generation is kind of doomed in the same regard. I mean, it's helpful right now when we we can't really see people as much, so we we already rely on um, communicating through our phones and through the internet. But I think in general, it's kind of harmful that we're that generation. Uh, I mean, I guess time will tell, but it's it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Like right now, it's a positive because we're used to um, you know we're used to being like that. But overall, I don't know. It's tough to say. If you could tell your classmates one thing the the students of goose creek what would that be wear a mask <laughs> yeah you, you gotta wear a mask right now and just you know don't you know, don't don't get really disappointed about um you know things not going the way that you intended or that it you know that it should have gone whatever that means you know it's just you're gonna most of us are gonna have a lot of years in our lives um hopefully so this will be just this will be one bookmark in our life there was a weird uh, strange time you know so it'll be we'll we'll have other years that'll it'll make up for this one so well evan i've been extremely impressed by your viewpoint and your stance and how you're handling the pandemic we really appreciate you being here with us and good luck on your senior year and i hope it ends yeah. the way that, that we all it hope it's going hard. to end yeah, yeah. i <laughs> yeah. appreciate it yeah thank you so much Okay, so we are here with Tori. She is a student, incoming eighth grader at Gentry. So Tori, if you want to introduce yourself. My name is Victoria Boudot. I'm going into eighth grade at Gentry. COVID hit and it was really changed um, kind of, you know, everything about everyone's life. So how has that impacted you? How, how was last spring and going into your eighth grade year? I was planning on going back to school after spring break, but that yeah, that didn't yeah, happen. that didn't happen. <laughs> it's just been a lot. What's what was the hardest thing about not going? Definitely not being being able to see people that I normally see and my yeah. favorite teachers. And what was your experience with uh, doing school online? What, what did you like about it, and what did you not like about it? I liked being able to lay in my bed and do schoolwork. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was the most difficult thing about the online learning? Internet being slow. Okay. Because sometimes I couldn't turn things in kind of frustrating turn things in so we know that families are having to make the decision about whether or not students will go to school when school opens up or will it stay online have you had that conversation with your family um we kind of just knew that i was going to go back to school because i missed it so much she asked and i was like i'm going back to school yeah so your parents (laughs) let you you kind of decide that yeah do you have any fears just a little bit like how if it's going to be crowded in the hallways and mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to the most going back to school be able to see my teachers like face to face okay and seeing my friends if they, if they choose to go back to school yeah tori okay. thank you so much for being here good luck on your <laughs> next school year even though it's going to be a little bit different 
Thank you so much to our students, Dr. Moreno and Mrs. Cercello for visiting with us today. We know there are many waves of emotion with the pandemic, especially when it comes to opening school this fall. This is a hard decision for our families to make. We are Goose Creek strong and we'll get through this together. Thank you for listening to our podcast debut, the three-part series about COVID-19 and the district's safe school reopening. The Goose Call will release a new episode or series every few weeks. We hope you will stay tuned as we bring you meaningful, fun, and positive information about our district and our community. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. Interested in advertising on our podcast? Visit the community tab at our district website, gccisd.net.